Jack and Coke. That was Mike's go-to drink. It's Jack Daniels and Coke. You pour in whiskey first, then the Coke, and stir. If you're going to date rich men, you've got to learn who they are and be what they want. Now, I've mostly dated creative men. Actors, comedians, writers, musicians, and a couple directors. They cheat a lot. That gave me an advantage. I could find all the information I wanted on them. But for those of you just getting into the game, you may start out with men who aren't famous or well-known, just rich. The first thing you should do is look at his drink order. For example, whiskey. It's not complicated. It's distilled from fermented grain mash. That's it. The types are mostly location. Scotch whiskey is typically made in Scotland. Bourbon is whiskey, but made in Kentucky. Irish whiskey, Ireland. Jack Daniels is a Tennessee whiskey. See? If a rich man orders bourbon, be the girl next door. Be all-American. Be a damsel. But don't be easy. These men are invested in people, in projects, the process, in the beginning and in the end. They get their hands dirty and they want someone who's wholesome and someone who appreciates their abilities to get things done. If a rich man orders a scotch, talk about traveling, culture, and your dreams. He's the type of man who is well aware of the world around him and where he fits in it or where he wants to fit in it. He's not a fool, but he knows he isn't perfect, so he'll try and appear perfect. He wants someone who is the ideal woman. Perfection. Poised and social. If a man orders just a whiskey, the bartender is going to ask what kind. If he doesn't know and goes with whatever the bartender suggests, talk about your goals, your ambitions. Talk about your family and your friends. Men who want a whiskey but don't know anything about it, he just wants to appear as a man, but he's very much a boy. You need to make him feel safe. Show him you have a foundation, but show him you still need his help. What about men who drink beer? Some men don't like spirits. They fare better with beer. A rich man who only drinks beer That's a man who's insecure and sensitive. So you must, must handle them with kid gloves. He wants someone who is non-threatening, supportive, nurturing, and understanding. These men don't want complicated. They want a buddy, a sidekick, a lapdog, a toy. So the next time you're at an event, and you spot a rich man drinking something, go up to him and ask him, what are you drinking? And then go from there. Back to my story. We left off still in the conference room. We learned that using a sad story from our past will help rich men see us as fragile people and not as greedy bitches. 
The lady allowed us to use the spa facilities to wash up and prepare for lunch. We were starving. And we couldn't guarantee our behavior could be becoming of a lady. We didn't talk. We didn't want to risk getting shocked again. It wasn't until we were getting dressed in the clothes the lady picked out for us did we see the device she used on us. It was a tiny little remote with buttons numbered one through nine. Each of us represented a number. She reminded us that we'd receive a shock if we made a mistake and we'd receive points if we demonstrated appropriate behavior. Joy and Janice tended to their ankles, a bluish bruised form where the shock was administered. They covered it up with makeup, you know, concealer and stuff, and practiced walking the hills without a limp. Mine wasn't that bad. The lady didn't want us to bring attention to ourselves or our lessons. What we learned was not to be shared with our men. The lady knew we were hungry and gave us sparkling water and crackers to curb our appetite and settle our stomachs. While we tore into our snacks, the lady taught us the most valuable lesson any kept woman should learn. Listen, listen, ask, ask, tell, tell. When you are in the company of a wealthy man, remember to listen, ask, and then tell. Always keep in the front of your mind that his story is more impressive more successful, and more important than yours. So listen to it. When your man begins speaking, you listen. That moment, that, that urge to speak, don't. Listen some more. The next thing out of your mouth should be a question about him. Then listen more. You'll want to relate to him, but don't. Ask him another question. He'll answer, and you'll listen. It will be some time until he realizes he's been talking about himself. He'll ask you a question, and then you'll tell him your story. Don't be cute or coy. Your story should be concise, careful, and mysterious. He should want to ask one more question. Then you tell, concise, careful, and mysterious. Then you retreat, take a drink, take a bite, allow the silence to take over. He'll wonder why you're not so chatty. He'll want to end the silence and you'll stay quiet. You will wait for him to speak. Occupy your time. Adjust your clothing, your hair, but remain focused on him. If he asks, why are you so quiet? You will say in your, in your own words, because you are far more interesting than me and I've got time to wait. He'll know you're playing him and he'll like the game. You're not inundating him with questions, smiling for no reason, and most importantly, you're not appearing bored. Never appear uninterested or unsatisfied, or unattended ever. 
a kept woman is always interested, is always satisfied, and is always well looked after. Never betray your man by being childish. We took that in and prepared to see our men. I couldn't wait to see Mike. <laughs> Part of me hoped he was worried about me. But when we got to the cabana, they all seemed unfazed. As It was as if they had forgotten us and that they were on some solo vacation. Joy's boyfriend, David, he even said, Oh, I almost forgot you were here. <laughs> the look of disappointment on her face said it all. She really was just a toy to him. She couldn't help but pout. <laughs> he asked her what was wrong, and she smiled and said she was happy he was having a good time. The funny thing is, Trey... Trey was very affectionate. I could see why Janice stayed for so long. He was a gentleman. He hugged her, he complimented her, he asked her if she was enjoying herself. He pulled out her chair and sat next to her, he kissed her and held her hand. It was... it was sweet. Lexi joined Leslie, who was playing on his phone. He welcomed her and quickly returned to his phone. She didn't seem that interested in him either. It fit them. Mike. My Mike. I walked over and gave him a hug. I squeezed him. Oof. Too much affection made him uncomfortable, but I didn't care. I just... I just wanted to feel safe. He held on to me for a second. For a second I thought he was worried. For just a second. I pulled back to see him staring at a menu. He didn't ask why I was being so dramatic. He didn't notice. He was hungry. I sat down and he followed. All of us, except for Janice, were disappointed. We didn't mean much to them. We went through a day of hell and they didn't notice how detached we were. Or overly attached. Maybe that's what she wanted us to see. That they didn't really love us. And we needed to see them as they saw us. As things. Things to have. Things to keep and things to let go. I leaned over and kissed Mike and he returned it like a good boyfriend. I said I love you and he said I love you too. He did all the things a good boyfriend should do, but I still felt disappointed. We sat, ordered, and ate. The men talked and we listened. This is what happened. David, did they tell you what we were doing? Joy, no. We're supposed to keep our group lessons private, remember? I'm not going to talk about what they did to us. I want to know what they told them. It doesn't matter. They said we were in a group therapy, improving our communication skills. Is that true, David? I suppose. 
I know they were taking care of my joy. You weren't worried? Why would I be worried, Sunshine? We were apart for so long. We weren't on another planet. We were down the hall. Felt like we were on Peru. Wait, wait. <laughs> Did she say Peru? Like Peru's a planet? Lexi. Sorry, sorry. Isn't she adorable? Give me a smile, sunshine. Hey, baby, why are you so quiet? Because what y'all were up to is probably more interesting than what we were doing. Doubt it. We learned some new stuff. Like how to be quiet. Something you still need to work on, Joy. Daisy, leave me alone. You're not that lady. What's wrong, sunshine? Yeah, Joy. What's the matter? Nothing. Lexi. I'm fine. We have a point system. The points um, are like kind of a grade. The more points we earn, more prizes and stuff you know, we get. I just want Joy to get as many as possible. Daisy has the most points. Lexi's being humble. We're tied. And it's not a competition with each other. But against ourselves. You okay, Lexi? Yes, Daisy. Wait, is Peru not a planet? No, sunshine. It's a country. I'm sorry, David. No worries, sunshine. Now... Trey and Janice left the table early. We didn't know if that was allowed. Joy and Lexi wanted to follow suit, and they did. They wanted to be alone with their men. Mike was still eating, so we weren't going anywhere, and I knew cameras were everywhere. I stayed put, and I stayed quiet. But not Joyce. Joyce and Trey went to their room, and she told him everything. She told him about the cigar. She showed him her ankle. And told him all about the cameras. They were signed up for a gold digger boot camp, not a couple's retreat. Joy could hear her yelling from down the hall. So she called me. She's telling him everything. Go knock on her door. And do what? I don't know, something. Okay. I could hear Janice yelling over the phone. Mike kept eating. For a second, I thought maybe they were getting the same treatment, you know? But then I forgot, Mike's always been an eater. He was self-conscious about his weight. That's a, that's why I always had to be on top and why he'd want a spoon. Ugh. Daisy, she's not opening the door. What's Trey saying? I don't hear him. Oh, no. What? What? Mammoth man. Joy hung up and locked herself in her room. David was taking his afternoon nap, so he was none the wiser. I don't know if Janice left willingly or if he, or if he carried her out. But she was removed from her room. Why didn't Trey say anything? 
Why didn't he stop Mammoth Man from taking his girlfriend? Just then we got a text message instructing us to return to the conference room. I gave Mike a kiss and he was still chewing, but was able to tell me to have fun. He didn't eavesdrop on my phone call. He didn't care. I smiled and rubbed his chest. He smiled and dug right into his dessert. I got up and left him there. I walked into the conference room, but no one was there. I walked around and touched the walls. I found little seams. So it wasn't impossible. I wasn't imagining it. How was lunch? The lady snuck up on me. I wanted to play nice, and she was a fucking sociopath, but I knew she wouldn't allow it. It was good. How is Mike doing? As usual. He's a foodie. He ordered and ate. How are you? Where's Mistress Janice? She'll be here shortly. What are you doing to her? Preparing her for our next lesson. Why are you concerned for her? She told Trey everything. You don't think we prepared for something like that to happen? We've been doing this for a long time. How long? I'm the ninth lady here on this island. And a typical tenure is 10 to 12 years. Jesus. Oh, Mistress Lexi. Mistress Joy, thank you for joining us. Where's Mistress Janice? Here she is. Mammoth Man was gentle. He guided Janice into the room. She shuffled. The weight of the metal helmet on her head was tiring her neck. The mouthpiece looked like it was attached to her tongue. It must have been. Because she drooled excessively. And the mammoth man sat next to her and wiped the drool. Very gently. Very, very gently. Joy started crying. Lexi walked over and examined the device. I sat down next to her and stared. Janice looked defeated. I looked at her hands and her arms to see if she tried to fight them or if she was tied down, but nothing. I don't think Janice fought. I think Trey not believing her, not listening to her, did something to her. The lady pointed for our attention. We all turned and looked at her. Aside from Mistress Joy, confusing a country with a planet, you all did very well. Mistress Daisy, you did a wonderful job helping Mistress Joy remember our mission. Mistress Lexi, more effort to control your sarcastic tongue could have been better, but when corrected, you adjusted quite well. Mistress Janice, you were exceptional during lunch. But after, not so much. Once you achieve a hundred points, the headdress will be removed and your grounds privileges reinstated. 
How is she going to earn points if she can't talk? She will have to figure out that for herself. Grounds privileges? She will remain in the conference room. She will wash here. She will eat here. And she will sleep here. <sighs> Our next lesson. We will focus on the second question. If your man lost his money, would you stay with him? Would you? I don't know. I don't know. Before this trip, I would have said yes, but the way he acted today, Leslie wasn't different at all. David didn't miss me. Mistress Janice? Janice didn't move. I don't think she blinked. The lady asked her again, and Janice nodded her head. Only Mistress Janice would stay with her man if he lost all his money. The lady walked over to each of us and handed us a file folder with our men's financial statements. I was speechless. We all were speechless. Mistress Joy. David is known to invest early, and for most of his VC career, it paid off. But this one didn't. If his other venture doesn't pay off, and the bank won't extend one more time, he'll be broke by this time next year. Is that what this is? He's broke? He's going to be broke. Mistress Lexi. Those legal fees are getting pretty expensive now. If he doesn't settle in soon... Six months, he'll have nothing. Mistress Daisy, your boyfriend's baby mama requested an increase in monthly support. The world tour has been a success, and the courts punish successful men with children. If the courts grant her her request, and they will, he'll have to downsize and cut back on expenses, paying his agent, his manager, his publicist, his business manager, his lawyer, and his comedy troupe's people. He'll have to declare bankruptcy soon. Mike was an idiot. He knocked up an actress who was about to age out of Hollywood. Since getting pregnant way back then, she hasn't worked a day. She hasn't even tried looking for a way to take care of herself. I know this is hypocritical for me to say, but... If I had a child, I wouldn't use it as a source of income. All that time I pretended to like her. I pretended to enjoy going on trips as a family with her to make him happy. I pretended to like the arrangements they made. I did all of that for him so she could fuck him over. And he's so weak, he lets her. If he had a backbone, he'd fight it. And if he lost all his money to keep that greedy bitch from using his child to make money, I'd stayed with him. I wouldn't. But that's not Mike. Not my Mike. He's a foodie. He's a comic. He's a joke. It's easy to con him. Just smile and be nice and he'll, he'll give you whatever you want. That idiot. Mistress Daisy, are you okay? You're quiet. I was waiting for you to tell us more. I figured what you had to say would be more interesting than what's going on in my head. Very good. 
10 points. I figured listen, listen, ask, ask, tell, tell didn't only apply to rich men, but to anyone who had something we wanted. I didn't know what she had that I wanted, but she had something. Mistress Janice, you already know. Trey's business manager has been robbing him blind. You tried to tell him, but he didn't listen. He didn't trust you. He didn't respect you. And now he's broke. What do we do? Question number three. If his health took a turn, would you stay and take care of him? Ladies. When a man is unwell... Who makes him well again has his confidence. How far are you willing to go to stay in his good favor? You will demonstrate your faithfulness by healing him. But but David's not sick. Not yet. Are, <laughs> are you talking about making them sick and then making them well? I'm not going to do that to David. That's fine, sunshine. How could making Leslie sick help him financially? Oh, it won't. It helps you. Remember, you shouldn't ask for money. He should want to give it to you. This is one way to show him that you're worth every penny he will give you. But if he doesn't have any money to give, what's the point of doing this? Remember, your men are successful for a reason. They could lose all their money now, work, and then get it all back. They can bounce back. You don't need to be with them during the struggle. They don't want you to see them at their lowest point. But they'll remember you how you treated them. And they'll want to reach out, and they'll want to give you something. How? The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Poison their food? Very good. Ten points.